Hello and welcome to episode 43 of Three Bears A Movie. I am Richard Laird and I'm with Colin McKay. And um, collectively known as Richard and Colin. Richard and Colin. And where are we tonight, Colin? We're in work. We're in work, yeah, <laughs> because um, we've all got different plans and you're yeah. working late. Yeah, I'm working late, but I've got hockey plans and stuff like that. So I have so to nap. Broadcasting from... We won't see where we No, no, we won't do that, but um, we are at work, so we'll be... Probably have my lunch and Richard's getting ready to run So we'll be a relatively brief one tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, and needless to say, we're not drinking anything tonight. Coffee. Coffee, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, we're not having anything else because we will get well, sacked, essentially. Yeah, 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 so we're not doing that. It's also vending machine coffee. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not even, it's not even good coffee. Um, so it's not so actually no beers and three movies. No beers. We've read three films that we talk yeah. about. So, so it's no good. Three movies, yeah. yeah. Um, the first thing we talk about calls though is the gentleman died. Um, I think on I want to say Sunday. His name of Iso Takanata. Iso Takanata. Taka Takahata. I think that's all his name is. Right. Um, Who is he? He's a co-founder of Studio Ghibli. Ah, right. Okay. Okay. Um, but what you know him for most is he's the director of Game of the Fireflies. Oh. So. Jesus. Yes. That's what I thought. Uh, that's what I thought I'd mention. Hasn't heard of or seen this film. It's quite possibly the saddest film you'll ever watch. It is the most brutal piece of animation I've ever made. If you don't cry, then you... There's something wrong with you, yeah. Absolutely, um, you're the most heartless person alive because it's fucking horrible. Right? Yeah, okay, much more a producer and a writer and sort of just like, sort of driving creative force behind the studio as opposed to uh, Mizaki, who's obviously sort of the more... And uh, he seems more heavily involved, but sort of more the face of the company. Right. Um, but no, certainly as guys like this, he started a company with the guy and he passed oh, away recently. Yeah. Uh, born in 1935, and obviously born in 1935 in Japan, you would have been... Living through, through, through World War Two, you lived through the bombings. Apparently, his family survived like a massive sort of like fire bombing of his town during the World War Two as well. So you can see when you, if you watch Game of the Fireflies, you get to understand where all a lot of the imagery of that yeah. comes from because of that. There's tales to tell about. Yeah, he also yeah. more recently the film he wrote was the Tale of Princess Kaguya. Yeah, I like that yeah, one as well. It was it's a good, good film. film. Yeah, it was really beautiful. Like, I mean, it was like you could just pause at any point. You had some art you could put in your Pretty uh, much every Shiro Ghibli film uh, the same. Yeah. Every, yeah. If anything, they always look beautiful. Like absolutely. Oh. Stunning stories sometimes are a bit. It can be ropey at times. It, it can be bizarre. It can be maybe not quite as easy to follow as other yeah. things. But yeah, but in terms of actually pure visual, which is good because they don't they don't have to really dumb it down for a Western audience. Certainly not. No, you know that this is our storytelling. You know, you fucking. Get it, yeah, yeah, exactly. So I thought we should mention the gentleman because I think Game of the Fireflies both one of a film we both particularly have a yeah, yeah. strong feeling towards. I still have, think about it. Still kind of up, yeah. yeah um, and you know, passed away at eighty-two. But had a good life, done a lot, and quite quietly didn't have much in the media after it. Unfortunately, yeah. I thought it would make even more. I only saw it on Twitter and um, people, like a lot of people, I thought lots of film fans and stuff. They managed to think any you know, big announcements about a shame, but yeah, Man's a legacy, a legacy that will live which on. Which is carrying on, yeah. And Ghibli's still continuing on yeah. to this day, so it's, yeah. it's nice to know. So oh, he's still doing that. Um, in terms of non-cinema viewing, I've not seen anything at home because this is hockey season hitting its prime, so I'm kind of like away from the, yeah. the home cinema viewing. And, and I've been having kids over Easter holidays and working late shifts. So, so, so like no, no home viewing really. Much either, uh-huh. no. We'll move on to the, the few films we've seen. Then at cinema this week because it's, it's well, well a lull time this now. There's a lot of stuff that's kind of a lot of stuff out but not out for a, lot, a long time. It's, yeah. it's almost like it's like we're in a stopgap holding point here for um, for the greatest showman would fucking appear. Um, still basically, we're waiting until Avengers comes out. That's what the whole cinema studio is yeah, waiting for Avengers to come out in the next couple of weeks. Um, the film we always talk about first, well, the one we've both seen is a film called um, A Quiet Place. Yes, um, yes, directed, yes, yes. directed by John Krasinski. Krasinski, mm-hmm. that's his name. Krasinski, um, yeah. He has done two films in the four in the past. He's done a film called Brief Interviews with Hideous Men, 
and he done the Hollers back in 2016 as well. But this, I'm pretty fair to say, is a departure from what you know John Krasinski to do. Yeah. He sort of, this is a flat out hot, like horror thriller. It's, it's yeah. For sure. Yeah. 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 Um, Basic plot of the film is. Say near future. I would say near future. Uh, yeah. Not much for an explanation. Which spoilers? It's basically aliens have landed. Uh, is it aliens? I think, yeah, because it says something about meteorite striking and stuff. Fair enough, like okay. Um, it's not, not implicit. It's not, it's yeah, not, yeah. yeah. Um, and basically, they hunt by sound. So if you make too much noise, no. they'll catch you and kill you. That's basically it. It's the premise. And this family, it has just followed how they survive and, and kind of deal in this new new world. Yeah, exactly. They're trying to do things that normal families do. Like one of them, obviously, one of the, you've seen in the trailer, the wife is pregnant. So obviously, yeah. that's creating all level of problems, you know. How do you have a baby and not make a sound? No, yeah, how, how do you have a baby that doesn't make, make a, a sound? sound yeah. yeah, um, like that, yeah. Well, we say it's Charles John Krasinski. Yeah, Krasinski. I can't remember Krasinski, Krasinski is his name, yeah. <laughs> um, alongside his real life wife, Emily Blunt. Who uh, like, really like always good. She's possibly my favourite actress just now. I, I agree. Yeah. I can't really think of anything that I'll go, I didn't like her in that yeah, film. She's, she's always very watchable. Always, always solid, uh, you also got Millicent Simmons, who plays like the, the daughter in it, who is actually dead from real life. Which I didn't know until is, last night. Yeah, she's done some really good stuff. Yeah. Um, and also Noah Duke plays this, the other son, yeah, and he plays uh, and he's from Suburbicon. Have you ever yeah. seen that film? He's yeah. in that. He popped up in a few things. Kind of, kind of decent child actor, sort of just rattling around there. Um, what do you think about Palsy? Um, I thought it was... It, it was just, you know, a perfect exercise in tension. It, it absolutely is. It, I it, totally agree. You know, it was a masterclass in tension. It right. just, it's, it's on this level of like things like The Thing and It Follows. Possibly and, even more so. Yeah, just uh, a film from the moment, because the first 10 minutes of the film hmm. is where you see what happens if you make a noise. Yeah. And it's in the trailer. Yeah. So if you make a noise, this is going to happen to you. And then, and then from that, that moment on, but even in the opening scenes when you get that, because you get the fact that everyone's been very quiet, you get that. Yeah. Sort of, you get that people are tense. Like this is a world on edge. And from totally, almost yeah. the opening shot of the film, it's a world completely on edge. Uh, proper, I mean dystopian, and you know, it's, I mean it starts out eighty nine days after the event. Yeah. At that point, you're in dystopia. Oh you know, uh-huh, yeah, so yeah. It's like, you know, it's changed, you know, you need to fucking adapt and, and adapt. Adapt or die, basically, yeah. Yeah, but it was just from start to finish, it, you just, it doesn't let up, it doesn't give you a break, you know, you just fucking. It is terrifying, <laughs> but without any gore. Yeah. There's I mean, literally no gore in the film at all. One or two jump scares, which are well done. They're, they're not, not, they're not cheap. They're not cheap. Yeah. yeah. There's a bit of the nail, which I thought was a great. It, was, it, oh, it laid it on, and it was just oh, like a beautiful. Right. It's like, oh my. You see, it you see it coming. You know it's going to yeah, happen. You know, who, you know it's going to happen to somebody. But when it happens, it's still like, like you still like, fucking you, the eye. You can track every possible thing you can. <laughs> yeah. it's, oh my God, um, it's fucking horrible. I saw in the cinema it was it actually embraced the film really well. It was very quiet. No one spoke. No one was like sort of the usual horror problems of people speaking and laughing yeah. and sort of talking all through it um, also people weren't eating a lot of people people feel almost afraid to eat to make something. a noise so the film is essentially it's a silent movie essentially for, for more there's than a, maybe about 90 seconds of dialogue well, in the movie maybe two minutes and there's not a lot at all um Subtitles. Subtitles, subtitles, yeah, but it's essentially a silent movie. But, yeah, it's yeah, all done by score and by you know by yeah, mood, and yeah. it's all tone. It's and the acting in it, but I mean Emily Blunt manages to convey every emotion, and you know exactly what she's conveying. There's she may be a little bit of a character in Looper. I mean, she played that character in Looper, that mm-hmm. sort of badass mum at home yeah. kind of thing. She plays kind of like I'll defend my kids with everything type yeah. thing. She has that kind of yeah. feel about her. Um, thought Krasinski also was excellent as well. Thought the kids were excellent as well. I've never really seen John Krasinski in anything before. This is the Office is his big break, which I, I did, I've never, never watched. Saw. Um, but I was really. Just, he was in that one, Benza- the Benzaghi film, ben, ben, Benghazi. Yeah, oh, he won the, the uh-huh. was it 127 hours in Benghazi yeah, or something. Like that. He's yeah. in that one. He plays the main sort of like the troop leader. I think the way I described him to Lorraine last night is he's almost like a handsome Jerry Butler. Yes. <laughs> Interestingly, they both now express an interest in being in the MCU. Both of them. Who can you imagine them playing? Husband and wife, MCU. 
Reed Richards and yes. Sue, Sue Storm. That's the push for them. They play Reed Richards and Sue Storm. I don't know if we need any more Fantastic Four. Do you know, I've had a shot. It's not going to stop it. If they, if they brought it back to the MCU and put it in the, in the actual MCU universe and not like sort of a Fox launch, put them in the, in the new world with them two playing it, it would work. Possibly. That's not a bad show. Not a bad show. It's great. Yeah. It's not a bad one. I like it. Yeah. I thought they were all good. I thought the cast were all good. I thought yeah. the, the horror was fantastic. It's the most times I've been in the cinema for a long, long time, and actually ah, you can actually feel yourself exhaling like at certain points. And you actually heard the whole. That when I was there, it was a pretty packed cinema. You heard an actual like you actually heard the people like breathing out at certain <laughs> moments when, when tension. You felt tension had passed for half yeah. a second. You're like. <gasps> I was I said earlier on Lorraine as well, but I kinda felt like my breathing was quiet and stuff like yeah. that. I was consciously being super oh. quiet. I mean they're just so wrapped up in the film or like, oh, really A couple of moments when I felt I thought I could hear someone screaming, like about what was happening, I realised it was in my own brain, I was screaming inside my own head. <laughs> like I'm like, What the no, no, no <laughs> So like yeah, so it's it, you almost you do feel a need to shout at the screen at times. Like you always yeah. want to shout at the screen but you yeah. like you brought back from it. Because uh, you, you it always kinda sets up as you always kinda know what's gonna happen. Yeah. But you don't want it. Yeah. You just that's it. Dread you like, oh, no, here we go. Exactly what I thought. And this is a film as well. They could have been brought out in the cinema, brought out on Netflix. It could have almost went to Netflix, and people were probably, and it would not be half as good as this. As long as a film needs to be seen in an immersive cinema atmosphere. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. It's, it's the reaction of the people around you that actually makes a film as well, and the yeah, feeling yeah. that that feeling about it. Because yeah. um, so, you're, you're in a, a packed hall with hundred other people, and you feel isolated. Totally. Yeah. You, you feel scared. You, yeah. You feel, you're, you're, it's all there. But for the second film, um, third film, third film, that's what I'm what a fucking outstanding job and good career ahead of it keeps up. Out of 10? 9? Yeah, I'm at 8.5. Like, the only thing, maybe slightly, the, the, the ending, maybe it, I felt I saw it coming quite a long way away. Yeah, um, kind of knew it was all heading to that. To that point, and, and the sort of the, the, the act to get there felt a little bit contrived at the time. I mean, I'm always, this, is, this is a minor, 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 minor thing. Yeah. Uh, other than that, absolutely loved it, absolutely enjoyed it, yeah. thought it was absolutely fantastic. I think for a horror to score anything above a 6 or a 7 yeah. is an achievement in itself, so to get a 9 and an 8.5 from you. Aye. Says, oh, yeah, go see it absolutely. Yeah. I think about it for a while, and people should go and see it. Cool. Um, next film, move along. I don't know if film is like a horror week this week. Uh, Ghost Stories, which I've not seen. No spoilers. No spoilers. Directed by a guy called Jeremy Dyson and Andy Nyman, um, who Jeremy Dyson was in League of Gentlemen, the BBC sort of um, dark, dark comedy. comedy. <laughs> um, Andy Nyman's been sort of a TV writer kind of actor for a long time, so apparently just popped up in everything from what I saw. His IMDb. Um, the plot is loosely based on the West End play they wrote. It's a, it used to, it was the first a play, yeah. Okay. And it's sort of like three sort of non-connected stories. This guy's investing. Andy Nyman is the actor in it, the main character. He's sort of like a debunker of um, die cakes and no scratch. Yeah. Who's the guy that used to do it? A really famous guy, the, the, the skate artist one. Uh, Bill, Bill Rand. Is it Randy? What's yeah. His name? Jim Randy. Jim, he yeah. used to debunk a lot. Penn and Teller did. Penn and Teller did as well, yeah. He debunk as well. So yeah, you, yeah. he's in it. The, the main stories, um, the three stories, Paul White. James Randy. James Randy, yeah. Yes. The first story is the main actor in it is Paul White, Paul Whitehouse, which is a bit odd casting, but actually a really good actor. Second, it's a non-comedic role. Yes, most definitely, yeah, yeah. Um, second one um, is a guy called Alex Lothar, who's in a Black Mirror episode you might have seen, but it's a really good Black Mirror episode. And also Martin Freeman's in the, the final story. Um, so it's basically three connected stories. This guy's hearing from these people and he's trying to sort of basically debunk them because there's a, a famous um, debunker in the past who's disappeared and suddenly reappears and gives them these sort of three cases to try and figure out. Um, and from that, the story sort of builds from there. Um, don't I ruin what stories are because that kind of ruins part so of the film. So what I was asking you all day, and I don't think I got the, the, the full answer because I'm working on ships in the night, is the, the trailer builds as three stories, each one more terrifying than the last. Yes. Does it? I would disagree in the sense that I found the second one creepier than the other two. Right. 
but all three could probably be seen as very creepy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, again, it's a really good tense horror, similar to um, A Quiet Place. Um, it does use tr- a lot of tropes, but uses them well. And that's the problem. There's nothing wrong with using tropes in a film. That's why they're. That's why they are tropes. If they're done well. If they're done well. If, yeah. you, if, if you get lazy with them, then that's when it becomes obvious. It yeah. does the thing you expect. Like when someone leaves, someone starts checking out the. the like you know the darkened staircase and that you go like there's got to be purpose you're going in that room because otherwise why would you go in that room you have to have a reason to go into that that room and they cover all that ground which makes what makes it work really well and um, the guy the directors they do a really good job it's a first sort of feature film of like sort of misframing things so like you're you're constantly kind of not looking at what you're supposed to be looking at you're sort of going is that i like stuff where am i looking at you, you know yeah. you see shadows you go is that a shadow of the person i'm looking at or is that someone else's shadow you're using your imagination and that's what the whole film builds on you know an idea like and that's the whole point like everything's got an explanation and you're and i think the tagline is something along the lines of your brain sees what it wants to see right. so that's the whole point like are you seeing a ghost here are you seeing just a shadow are you seeing a mop with a yeah. you know that it looks like a, like it looks a person it's interesting yeah um i've seen this one leaves you on again much the same always on edge you're always very much under th- you feel under threat for the whole film you don't feel like you ever can settle which mm. i think is a good yeah. Tense thriller. Yeah. Um, cast are all really excellent. The boy Alex Lothar, I think, is my favourite. Real kind of nervous energy and real nervous actor. And you sort of you, you worry you worry for him throughout the whole film. Right. Um, and I really liked him in it. Um, finale slightly again it falls a little bit less when it tries to do some sort of tying up of all the three yeah. stories into sort of a main story. That's where it sort of fell a little bit for me. Um, it felt not only it didn't it felt weak, and also once it done one thing. I predicted where we were going to go, yeah. and you probably yourself you go right. I know where this is going to end up, yeah. and it wasn't telegraphed out the whole movie. That's the thing, but the final, you suddenly going as soon as they're in this thing, I'm going like, ah shit, I know where this is going now. And did they ruin it or was didn't, it? No, still? certainly not. The first three films of the first three like sort of short stories are excellent. Yeah. It didn't yeah. doesn't ruin it. It does go a bit weird and that sort of maybe makes take them out a little bit. Yeah. But no, the first three stories are all excellent. It reminds me of an old TV show. It's been on the TV called uh, on BBC called Strange but True. Thing it was uh, Michael Aspel done it, and mm-hmm. it was sort of all these sort of weird, They'd random investigate, yeah, 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 teaching stuff, and, and that, it was out yeah. like mid '90s, so mm-hmm. I was only about nine, ten years old, and yeah. it literally scared the shit out of me when I was a kid. So this kind of harken back to that energy where it's not the big scare that freaks you out; it's the fact that someone goes out of a room, comes back, and the coffee cup's moved. And it's like, oh fuck, why is that moved? That's the stuff <laughs> that freaks me out, you know. Or like guy's bending down at one point to look at something, and then something happens behind him, but, but you're not you're expecting the thing from in front of him to jump at him, mm-hmm. or something. There's something behind him just sort of does something. You're like, what the like. It totally takes you out, and it generally made me jump in the cinema. It really got me. Um, so that's that. That was thing. Um, individual stories excellent, are, are all excellent. But it's a conclusion predictable, but and fell a lot short. But overall, really enjoyed it. I'd give it a, an eight out of ten. Well, so yeah, really again, really strong, strong, strong horror movies, which is good because horrors a bit kind of lazy at times with the horrors. Exactly. It's nice to see. But good horror good. can always be done well. Like things we've always enjoyed stuff like um, It Follows we mentioned before, The Witch, things like that. Yeah. yeah, good horror when it's done well is enjoyable. It's when it's done lazily. Yeah. It's when the problem comes. Yeah, and there's like so much lazy horror out. And stuff like when you just now it's becoming a bit. I think the franchise horror is the thing we disagree, we yeah, dislike yeah, I more. Think so. It's yeah. unique and unique, interesting, well done tales. Also, really, also always really work. Um, and the final film, which is not a horror film, um, a film called Thoroughbred, which, which is it's a film by Corey Finley. Um, it's his first film, and the plot of this film is basically two sort of um, what's the word? Privileged children. Okay. Um, living a very privileged life. One of them is a little bit. One of them has a, I don't know what the, the term for it is in the in the psychological term, but basically she feels no emotion. No happiness, no sadness, no empathy, nothing. She's sort of just she's a shell, and she doesn't really want. She wants to be a good person, but she can't really because she doesn't know what a good person is. Mm. And she gets by by basically mimicking 
what happiness is, what she thinks. Yeah, she's being yeah. Right. Okay. Um, and basically, they had to plan all of the kill one of those kid, the other kids' stepdad, just mm-hmm. because. Okay. Yeah. Sounds fucking dark. It's dark. Yeah, yeah it's dark. It's, it's very funny as well, yeah. but it is, very, it is very dark. It's got Olivia Cook in it, who we like from I like from Me and Errol and Dying, Dying Girl, and, and also Ready Player One. She's yeah. in as well. You got Anna Taylor Joy in it as well. Is she? She is in The Witch, which we've mentioned twice oh. already. She's also in that one. The the Ridley Scott's son one about the artificial intelligence. Morgan, Morgan, Morgan. Oh yes, yes. Morgan's in that as well. Yep. Uh, also, Anton Yelchin. I think it might be his final it's movie nice. as well. Did he have a big part in it? Yeah, he has a decent part in it. He, is, he sort of comes in, does his thing, does an wee thing, and then goes away. But yeah. enjoyable. Uh, and also playing the father and mother of one of the girls is Paul Sparks and Callie Vernoff, who I think are both kind of big on TV. Him in particular, he's on like House of Cards and stuff like that. So right. they are pretty well known. Um, really good. Decent thriller, um, DNA with Heathers, which is a big part of it, and you can feel that all the way yeah. through it. Which uh, isn't a bad thing, though. That's not a bad thing. It's good type. Um, American Psycho quite prevalent in it as well, you know, because she is essentially the Oliver Cook character is essentially the Christian Bale character from from, from that. Is it Gory? There is a couple. I'm right. I'm actually trying to think right now. Is it Gory? Because you don't see a lot. Mm-hmm. A lot of stuff done off camera, and that's what I'm going to say to you. There's a real. Although this guy's debut, there's a real confidence in how he's directing. He, he doesn't always have to show you everything. He's quite happy to let the camera linger somewhere else, and let you only hear something that's going on. Which works for things like Bone Tomahawk and stuff like that. Yeah. Sound is effective. Yeah. And there's a couple of scenes not dissimilar to that film we saw, the ghost, the ghost story, mm-hmm. when it sort of just focuses on something very, very mundane. Or you hear something else going on off screen, you know. Mm. Um, she's just sleeping, but you hear something else happening elsewhere, and it kind of adds to the tension. You're going, "What the hell's happening here?" You know what's happening, but you're kind of going, "What's happening there?" Um, and I thought it was real sort of confidence because I know a lot of directors would be needing to like fill the screen at every opportunity with something yeah. going on. They don't want to mess around with it. Um, so, but no, but I really enjoyed that part of want it. You watch this director then? Definitely want to watch. Cast are all very strong, particularly Olivia Cook, who I think is a great actress. Yeah. Uh, apart from Ouija, she was in, which is absolutely terrible. Um, but I think she's got real strength, um, and I like to see her in that. Anna Taylor Joy as well. Basically playing like two different characters in this case, she's playing the sort of the, the one the family want to see and the one that she actually is. Right. And it's quite interesting to see her doing that as well. Yelchin doesn't have a lot to do but he does it what he does well and he, he has a nice he's got that wee charm of a wee charm to him. you know he's a wee smile and you're like, oh, exactly he's got that kind of, yeah. he has got that cute smile to him yeah. and it's a bit of a shame that you probably won't see him in anything else essentially else, um, yeah. but no I dug him a lot um, the whole film really good it's probably going to it's one of the kind of faux indies it'll probably pop up on Netflix Amazon in the next like six months not in the cinema for very long but if you do find it definitely worth a watch, watch. definitely worth a watch oh it's like 93 minutes does it go past okay? moves it quick doesn't, yeah. doesn't labour doesn't labour moves, yeah. moves at speed and you're, again, much like um, the other two films we talked about this week, you kept on edge throughout. You're not entirely sure who's telling the truth and who's yeah. who's who's the victim in, in, a lot of times. So that you kind know, of helps to keep the tension building as well throughout the whole film. I found when um, we bike place that the, the pacing and that it, it felt like it was so quick. Yeah, the, yeah. The film it was like 90 minutes, but you didn't feel like you were. Sat it felt like a long. It felt like a TV episode almost. Yeah, how quickly it moved because yeah. you were so involved all the time. You just totally time just kind of. Yeah, pacing is important in the film because like, uh, Quiet Place rocks in about, I think it's about 95 minutes, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. Um, Ghost Stories is, is about 100 minutes, give yeah. it 104, so again, quick. Thoroughbreds, 93, 95 minutes. So if you could, a, a film pace well will we'll add so much to it, and that's why we always moan about films that are over a little yeah, bit too long. It, you, if, any, if there is any chart, like fat on there, you can trim it off, but it, 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 you lose interest. I'm and, scared to fucking edit. Yeah, take some stuff off it. Um, but yeah, so I would give this one an 8 out of 10 as well. Thoroughly enjoyed it, well, thought, thought it was really good. It's a good, strong week. I've only seen three films in a 
this week, but I enjoyed all three that I saw. In fact, oh. I saw four because I went to see Ready Player One again. Again, I've seen it twice. And now I've enjoyed I've it again. It so, again. Um, so Richard, uh, as you probably know from our, our recent mumblings, is a big hockey fan. Yes. And the playoffs are starting tonight. Is that last night with my team play tonight? So, is, is this going to affect your cinema? This will not affect my cinema because I will just <laughs> be sleeping at very random hours and I've got a week <laughs> off, so it will be very messed up. Well, I might see films in batch, batches, like four films in a day, <laughs> just to sort of like build it off and then have just the rest of it. Keep it going, but yeah. I am very much looking forward to the hockey. Um, but out next week, so before we wrap up, this is a yeah. very, very quick one. Um, next week, we have still out amazingly, and we've talked about it at length the last like, three months, <laughs> is The Greatest Showman. Do you need to see it? We have got book tickets to go and see it on Tuesday. Right, I'm going to go, go see it. Go and see it on Tuesday. Um, so the Greatest Showman's out, and it's amazingly still, it's still making money. It disappeared last week for a bit, only down to one showing, but it's now back, back up, up again. again. Yeah. So it's like this film will not die. Apparently, it's out on DVD at the end of this month, I think. This is almost five months this has been in the cinema. Oh, I think it's out, I'm sure it's out months. in the cinema. It's either on DVD or out to buy on the, out to like download or something on like Sky at the end of this month or the start of May. <laughs> and it's, still, and it's still in the cinema, which is the only thing I remember doing that is Avatar. Hats off to Hats off. Well done, Hugh Jackman. You're doing well. Also still out is Love Simon, the kind of teen gay romance yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, don't have a fancy. Don't have a fancy. It's just like boring, I think. Like, yeah, yeah I, I think it could be funny. It's got not bad reviews. I like yeah. Greg, Greg Belante is involved in it. He's the guy who does like Flash and Supergirl that right, kind of stuff. So right. it makes me intrigued at least. Okay. Um, Blockers are still out, which I've heard. The reviews seem good, but um, Andy seen it and he said it was terrible. Yeah, maybe not aimed at us, but I've heard, yeah. people, I've heard a lot of people who did really enjoy it. But I equally have heard a few people like Andy who have really disliked it. Not disliked, said it was not worth the. Yeah, yeah not kind of, kind of. Price of a ticket. Yeah, kind of it's not as good as people make it out to be. So the other songs are still out. New this week is one that you're looking forward to. I know is Rampage. I am so so fucking looking. I need to because I'm working late, so next week so I need to try and find time. You see, this, this is a rock taking on. King Kong, basically. Yes, yeah, so have you seen the stuff with The Rock? It's in every film he's in, he's been the same outfit. Because, like, if you look at this, Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle, and another couple, he's always wearing this, like, safari shirt and jeans, yeah. essentially. That's all he does. That's his look, Alex. That's his look. Um, <laughs> so he's, that's out this week. I'm going to go see it tomorrow. It looks. It could be enjoyably dumb and stupid. It will be. That's yeah. exactly what it's going to be. He looks a little poor faced in it, a bit like San Andreas, but I yeah. want I want him to like in Jumanji he knew the joke. Yeah. I hope he knows the joke in this, in this one, one and he can go with that. Yeah. I mean it's based on a video game where the premise of the video game is giant monsters smash up buildings. Yeah. That that's it. That is that's it. That's the yeah. fucking plot. Right there, so that's it, yeah. They've not got a lot to work with, but I think it will be. Yeah. Exactly, that's just popcorn fun. Go with low expectations. I'm going to go with very low expectations. Hopefully, it's enjoyable. Sir. Um, the other film, the final one out this week, I think, is um, a film called Truth or Dare, mm. which doesn't look very good, and I think yeah. may prove showing you why the film we talked about today, The Quiet Place, and um, the Ghosts are so well done, and how studio horror can be very lazy and come yeah. across very blase and kind of boring. This is going to give us the, the, the contrast between yeah. good horror and bad horror. Um, it's one of the guys on Happy Death Day, which I really enjoyed as a, as a horror film. I, mm. I, I thought it was really good, but looking at the trailer, I know probably we've seen an kind of advanced preview of it and we're not overly enamoured by it. So, um, But that's us for today. So, you can visit all the usual haunts. Uh, the number three beers in a movie. Uh, we're on Gmail, we're on... Instagram, we're on Twitter, we're on Facebook, so pop in, say hello, drop us some shit or whatever. I've been Colin, you've been Richard, and you've been listening to.